When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome back. We are totally in great spirits over here and we are getting ready for our weekend. Now, you guys know the weekend is for the fun, for the family, for the friends and the memories, but let's make it a safe one, of course. Before we get into that, you guys know we have hot, messy topics and a lot of topics to go through, especially since I took a day off this week. So one, thank you to everyone for being so patient with me. Um, and two, I just want to welcome someone who I have so much respect for. She absolutely kills it every time she comes on here. And she is constantly putting out the content. So let's welcome Kim from Bravo Breaking News. Hello. Hey, everyone. What? I mean, what an introduction, Adam. I, I, I'm speechless. Hey, no, I really appreciate it. Anytime you come on, I know, I know I say it a million times and you're like, Adam, you know, like pretty much like it's just it, you always say like, I don't have to say that. But Kim, I just appreciate you. And I have so much fun doing this with you. So thank you again. Me too. Love you, Adam. Love the fans. Hey, everybody. I'm just happy to be here once again on a beautiful Friday. Oh, all right. Well, Kim, we have a lot to get through. So I don't know where you want to start. But just to give everybody a heads up, um, I also posted on our YouTube channel, I asked you guys where you guys kind of wanted to start. And just in case you guys are not aware, I'm going to go ahead and share this with you because I did it this morning just to kind of see what you guys were thinking. And here it is. And majority went into Lindsay and Carl. Okay. Lindsay and Carl and then Southern Charm premiere and then the Tom drama and then Croy's newest accusations. Ay, ay, ay. Love it. I am ready. I mean, we got a statement from Lindsay. Wow. What did you think about that? Um, I say, let's first bring up the statement. Let's read it to everybody in case somebody missed it. And then I want to dissect this because it really made me rethink some of the rumors. And, you know, I feel like, Kim, with anyone who goes on reality TV and you know, we we love watching the people, but also it only takes one Dumois and non-submission or one person who's like, I'm a friend of this person. And then it goes viral and it's like, this is the real tea. And you're like, oh my gosh, there was cheating. There was a pregnant woman. There was this. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this information. 
But her statement made me sort of rethink that. And I'll explain why after we get through it. So Lindsay said, I would like to start by saying thank you for allowing me the space and time to process my emotions, heal and grieve the loss of not only my relationship, but my friendship with someone that I considered my best friend for eight years. This makes me really sad, actually. The last two weeks have been the most heartbreaking and emotional weeks of my life. My entire life and future was ripped out from underneath me. And I've had a hard time working or making sense of it all with no answers or closures on why. I feel humiliated by how it went down and simultaneously heartbroken that it happened in the first place. My trust has been betrayed and coming to terms with that has been difficult for me. This was not my decision and I do not agree with quitting a relationship at this level without trying everything possible first. I've spent the last couple of weeks finding my own closure and peace. I am forever grateful to my best friends who have not left my side and have been picking up the pieces of my heart and life every day from the fallout. I am still grieving and trying to process all that has happened, but I felt it was important to update you all. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for the love and support from my friends, family, castmates, and all of you carrying me through. Uh, Okay, so I want to ask what you got from that. But from for me, I feel like with her saying that there was like really, there's not like a big understanding as to why this happened. It kind of makes me think there wasn't a mistress. There wasn't a pregnancy scare. None of that. I think that, you know, Captain Lee was asked on his podcast, could it have potentially been Carl's mom who got in his ear and spoke to him about like maybe second guessing the decision to move forward with the marriage? Like, is this for TV? Is this real life? Because, you know, a lot of times our parents, oh, I hate this sort of conversation, but a lot of times our parents are just looking out for us and they're like, we just want you to make the best decision for you. And they either will try to get in our ear and sway us to do yes, like, you know, maybe the grass is not always greener. So water the grass that you have or no, you know, this relationship, you can do better. And especially sometimes when you have a mom, and a mama's boy, there will never be a woman or a man good enough for your kid. Like, that's true. Yeah, I know. I actually, I, I didn't hear that about Captain Lee and Carl's mom. So this is very interesting to me. You know, his family has been through a lot, a lot yeah. of difficult times. So if his mom can, you know, in a way, like save Carl from making a mistake or doing something that he may regret later. I think that she would do it because of everything that they've been through. You know, they like, you know, they are, they only have each other at this point, basically. So that's definitely understandable. Um, The other thing that I took from it was it kind of seemed like maybe the last two weeks while we were waiting for this statement, Lindsay was trying to reconcile with Carl or try to get him back because she says, you know, like I, I wouldn't end this relationship without trying everything I could. Um, so that's kind of what I took from it as well. Um, seeing as, you know, we were waiting to hear from them. Nobody said anything. She still had the pictures of Carl up on her Instagram you know, up until just a a few days ago. So I have a feeling that this did not, you know, it wasn't just a clean cut 
for um, Lindsay, because as we know, she has that lifetime line. She, she wanted to get married and have kids by a certain age. So I think that she probably was trying everything she could to get Carl back during this time. And I don't think she succeeded. You know, also, I, I well, I'm going to bring up the super chat really quick and then I want to get back into this. Um, two points. One, oh, okay. Why was Kenya shamed for flirting with Apollo, but Courtney was not? I don't know what you're saying on this. Hey, we love you for the super chat, but... I did not like Courtney on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I felt like she was a filler. And two, Kelly was told off when speaking on Tamara's kids, but she can do it to Jen without consequences. Hashtag devil standard. Um, I agree with that. But I think I agree with that too. Yeah. Getting back to the Carl and Lindsay of it all, you know, I feel like personally for this, like it, it does seem like she was trying to maybe take the time and space to reconcile things, even though it was going, it was all over the internet and we knew what was happening. But also, you don't just end a relationship overnight. Like there had, there had to have been some conversations, some back thinking. Like I know personally, my parents are my best friends and I talk to them about everything, even my mother in law. Like I, I talked to my mother in law, my dad, and my mom probably at least minimum two times a day. So I I just feel like there were definitely back conversations that we will never know about and we weren't privy to. But also, I know that Carl is on his sobriety journey and Lindsay, however, is not. And I think that that puts you in a very difficult place because when someone is trying to be sober, a lot of things are very triggering. You know, it's not... If you get to the point where you're really battling because alcoholism is a disease, and when you get to the point that you're really battling with that, then you have to surround yourself with people who uh, contribute to that healthy lifestyle, who enhance it, who promote it, who encourage you to continue on because you know that you're trying to be your best self. But then when you're in a relationship with somebody, you know, for Jason and I, for example, if we ever decide like, there are moments to like where we go out and we'll have fun, but then we also come home and we're like, you know what? We want to do a month or two or three of a detox. And then you just don't, you don't drink, you don't whatever, but we're totally in sync in that with like, he's like, are we doing this? So we have, here's the calendar, mark the date and let's go for it. And it kind of feels like, you know, it's like competitive, like, here we go. We're going to mark it down one day at a time and you get really excited. But that's because I have a teammate in that. You know, but for Carl to not feel like he has a teammate, that can be really triggering. I mean, especially when you're on a reality show that revolves around a bunch of people in a house together partying all summer long. Like that alone has to be really difficult for Carl. But to have a girlfriend who's, you know, participating in all of that when you don't can't, don't want to, you know, are sober is really, really tough. Um did you see that interview with uh, Craig that he did with page six Queens of Bravo posted it yesterday yeah. and he, he kind of, you know, dished a little bit and basically said that this did not come as a surprise to him. Um, I don't know if you want to pull that up, uh, Adam, but it I was very interesting right here, here, because that you make a great point. We'll play it really. It was quick. really interesting. And I think this kind of, you know, backs up our point here. I was I was very surprised. Um, I at least thought they would get married and then whatever happened 
happen, but also like when everyone gets to see this season, it'll make a lot more sense. And I think like, you know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but like for two months, we all dealt with this, you know, it's not like they had a great summer and all of a sudden this happened. So I think you get to see some, a different side of people on summer house too, which is great. And, you know, I got to have some great conversations with both of them. And I just think obviously the end result without any context at all is going to be tough for people to wrap their heads around. Um, I'm not saying that it'll, I just, I think it'll make more sense with more context. That's all. Like, I don't, I don't know if it would be as surprising if everyone got to watch the full season yet. Look, I, so, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I was coming back from the U S open and I got the text message and I was like, Oh my God. So, you know, what's so funny is Craig, Oh, Craig, he kind of rubs me wrong sometimes. Like with, especially with, I am the number one guy on Bravo, the most famous guy on Bravo, that silly statement. But then also like I was coming back from the U S open, but then I was watching, you know how like before we get a premiere of something, they always play like the reruns. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Southern Charm reruns yesterday where he ended up kicking Leva out of his um, business Christmas whatever party. And he's like, you can go. You can get... And I I saw a few of the reruns where he just throws these tantrums. And I'm like, yes, you make great reality TV, but wow, you seem very annoying to be around. Yeah, sorry. I'm a Craig Stan. That's oh, are, just no, the, that's perfect. Just I love that. the way that. I am. It's just the way I am. I have been from the beginning. Um, I don't know. You know, sometimes he can be a little, we like to call him Rinna Craig. You know, the Lisa Rinna, you know, inside of Craig comes out. Um, and while I don't love it on Rinna, I kind of love it on Craig. So. Okay. You know, that that's the best part about this though, Kim, is like, I don't want to agree with you on everything. I like that you have a different perspective because I look at him and he kind of, I went to so many different schools growing up. And the one of the last schools that I went to before I graduated, it wasn't the last one, but one of the last ones, I was put in this like little, I lived in like the only apartment section of this like very ritzy area. And all of the kids, like there were kids who they're sweet 16s, they were getting Porsches and Lamborghinis. And just, I remember some of the attitudes of just, I am like, whatever. It just, and sometimes it just irks me like, oh, like you are a grown ass man with your temper tantrums. Like, what are you doing? And then also, I've never been a fan of someone talking to, especially, and I, I don't know if this sounds bad, but like a male, talking to a female, I feel like it's triggering watching for my own reasons, but a male talking to a female and being like, shut up, sit down and like stuff like that. I'm like, no, absolutely not. But he is great TV. So I'll give him that. No, I I definitely see where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's an angel. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a fan and I can't help it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I love how you're like, I'm not saying that he's the greatest person ever. I'm just saying I enjoy watching. Oh, him. no, that's that's the whole thing with Bravo. Like, are these good people? Are these people that I would like want to be friends with in real life? Probably not. But do mm-hmm. I love them on Bravo? Yes. It's a completely it's completely separate. They have nothing to do with one another. <laughs> you're com- you're compartmentalizing. Exactly. You're exactly. not my friend, but I'm a fan. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's fair. That's what we watch the shows for, and that's what keeps them on TV. But before we move on from the Lindsay and Carl of it all, what do you think is next? Is it just we're going to wait to see Summer House play out, and then eventually we're going to see Carl spotted with a woman, Lindsay spotted with like a new person, and then we're going to be picking up on that when they start running around and eventually start dating again? Or where do you feel like we go? Well, next, I am hoping that we get like a real statement from Carl, you know, because what was released on People was not his real statement. It was like his email to the wedding guests, right? And it's kind of giving Tom Sandoval after Scandoval when he came out with that statement that was like solely focused on Schwartz and Sandys and the business Mm -hmm. um, that he was like forced to give. And then later he came out with a statement that was, you know, more talking about Ariana and the relationship and how sorry he was. So I'm hoping that we get to hear from Carl again more about, you know, his side of the story and how things went down because there are a lot of rumors. Um, And then beyond that, you know, I don't know. I I would say that we have to wait for Summer House, but they're going to be together at BravoCon, whether they like it or not. They're going to be on panels together. They're going to be at parties together. So whether something happens before then, I don't know. But I think stuff's going to go down there. For sure. Well, and it's not only that, too. It's like Tom and Ariana Wall. I mean, they've been together since then, but they will also be on panels. There will also be... I mean, I don't know. Listen, Teresa and Melissa and Jill were able to do whatever, pull whatever strings they did with Bravo, make sure that they were not on the same panel. So they divvied them up, right? So maybe... That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So I guess it depends how much pull you have. I don't think that Lindsay and Carl will have a lot of pull on this, though. I feel like Bravo and Andy, they'll be like, sorry, like, this is your job. You've signed a contract. We pay you a shit ton of money and good luck. And we have the Southern House rules. um, Watch what happens live, which is Southern Charm, Summer House and Vanderpump rules all under one roof. That is going to be the most chaotic show probably we've ever seen. So... I'm excited. I, I want these people in the same room. Um, and I don't know. I think I think shit's about to go down. <laughs> it's about to go down. Okay. All right. So we're going to keep it moving. Um, this next one I want to get to is Tom Sandoval because Tom Sandoval is apparently five months sober. Do I believe that? Well, I'm going to reserve those opinions. However, do you believe that? I don't know. I, I actually didn't hear that, but... Hmm. I don't know. Did you, so you've been to um sir, right? right? You've been in places with him. I was at see you next Tuesday with him. Did I notice him drinking? I'm not sure. Did you? No, I didn't pay attention because I just I always know him to be drinking. Yeah. So it wasn't something like you know how like sometimes I feel like it takes a special person to notice like your good girlfriend and like she has a pregnancy announcement or something coming up and you don't like some people notice like, Oh my God, I noticed that you're not drinking, you know, but I'm just right. not that I'm so like squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah. We're not, we're not focused on Sandoval. Like we are not the, um, you know, yeah, we're not focused on him. So that makes sense. I don't know if I believe it, you know, yeah. I heard he's coming out with a podcast, you know, yeah, I think that he's just trying to get attention right now. However, if he is sober, you know, congrats to him. That's yeah. that's great. Maybe that's something that he needed to kind of do to kind of get himself through through this. Yeah. Maybe. 
Okay. So let me say something really quick because I'm about to rip into Tom. And I'm sorry for anybody who is a Tom stan. I didn't even know that Kim was a Craig stan, but I didn't rip into Craig. So <laughs> I am I am not a Tom stan. Let's just <laughs> set that record straight right now. I'm going to play a video from Bywig Hello Drama. And of course, it was Backrid who recorded it. So all the credit. Here we go. Hey, Tom, how you doing, man? What's up? Yeah, caught up too, man. It's good to see you. Hey, Tom, quick question, man. Hey, yo, yo, today was Raquel's birthday. People said like you made a comment and she blocked you instantly, man. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, uh, you know, I, I did press today. I was, I was surprised. I, you know, haven't talked to her in quite a while. I, I didn't know if like people were going to be reaching out to her for a birthday. So I was just like, you know, hey, I hope you're finding happiness and peace and you know i miss you friend and she like uh blocked me and said okay bye and like i said yeah and, and there's still no hard feelings regardless i mean look like she's doing whatever she she needs to do you know um she needs to distance herself uh you know change her name distance herself break off of this entire situation unless the money's right but like you know um I, you know, we all have our own way of, of, of dealing with things, you know, that's, that's her way of dealing with things. And, you know, I have to respect that. I just hope she's doing well. Um, I hope she had a great birthday and, uh, continues to find her herself, you know? And any last words to Raquel as she sees this video? Rachel, uh, you know, I guess, uh, good luck. Um, wish you the best no matter what. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's all I can say. And last question, if you can answer it. In the future, do you believe that Raquel should come back on the show one day? Um, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, if she feels like she's up to it, yeah, come back and do it. Um, but, you know, you got to play by the same rules as everyone else. You can't come in and say like, oh, like, you know, like, you know, when it came to the reunion, I was there the entire like six, seven hours. I didn't get my own private trailer and get to come in and just like dip my toes in when I feel like it. And then like, oh, time out, like leave, you know, like um, and this season as well. Like I showed up and uh, faced the music and you, know, you got to do that. And, you know, if she was ready to do that or felt prepared or that she could do that, then, you know, maybe she can come back. But by the time that happens, I mean, it'll probably be past that point. So, you know, I would say I wish her the best of luck. And, you know, I'm sure she could go on and do other things. You know, this just doesn't seem like something that's like maybe right for her. You know what I mean? Okay. So another comment that he ended up making about her was something to the effect of, you know, whatever her parents tell her that way that they can give her her allowance. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you're taking all of these digs, right? But Tom, this is a really stupid move because you're sitting here taking these digs because she blocked you. She blocked you for her mental health. Sure. Did everybody believe what she said in the Bethany Frankel interview? Absolutely not. May some things be true. May some things be not. Yes, but this is her perspective and this is how she remembers them, apparently, unless she's bold-faced lying. However, you illegally recorded her based off of the laws in this state and recorded an X-rated version of what was going on 
on that FaceTime. You, friend, should probably keep your mouth shut or else if her parents see this and they see the little like snarky comments and they her sister sees it and sees the snarky comments, who's stopping them from being like, you know what? It's not statute of limitations. It hasn't been a year. What if they press charges on you? What if they get you a misdemeanor or a felony? They can end your career tomorrow. I know. I think he needs to tread very, very, very lightly. I think him going after her. And it's one thing to like do one interview because the one that came out first, I think he was like, oh, she's thirsty and attention seeking. But he's doubling down. He's continuing to talk about her. He is continuing to kind of, you know, dig himself deeper and deeper. And I don't think that's the right move, Tom. I mean, I thought that more was going to come from this FaceTime thing. You know, we're still talking about it. People are still bringing it up, but nothing has happened. Like Tom has pretty much gone unscathed. He hasn't been approached about it. He hasn't, you know, been, uh, you know, reprimanded or anything in any way. So I don't know. Do you think that something's going to come from this? I mean, do you think it's in Rachel's court? Is she the one that has to make the move in order for him to get in trouble, even though it's like already kind of public knowledge? Yeah. Yeah. She definitely has to press charges. And, you know, one of the statements that he made, I have it right in front of me now um, on Rachel blocking him was when somebody said she blocked me, I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe her parents were going to dock her allowance this week or something. But to post that on her story is pretty childish. I get that you have opinions and strong feelings and all of the things, right? You can't criminally go after her for anything. Nothing. And her parents right now, I'm sure are at their wits end because this is their child. This is their daughter. They have seen her completely be run through the mud. They've seen, I'm sure, her cry a whole lot. Her be just a a, a disaster. I would imagine that you'd be an emotional disaster. Right. And not a disaster. Like it's like, I just, I think I can't like, I feel like for me, I have to check out if I see like nasty comments or negative stuff. I just have to kind of reconfigure my brain and where I'm going and just like appreciate everything that I have good in my life. And it really takes like a mental toll on you. It's emotional, it's mental, it's just, it's everything. And for her, it was the entire like Bravo universe who was just like, F you you are the other woman, you're nasty, we hate you, we're sending death threats to you, we're calling people to your door, all of this, right? Yeah, I know. It's, um, I don't know. I I definitely think she's trying to rehabilitate her image. You know, we see, I don't know if you saw, she posted another TikTok that's like, she's like in nature, hiking with all of these trees and biking and stuff. And it does kind of seem like she's really trying to, you know, rehabilitate her image, which of course she kind of has to at this point. But yeah, I don't know. Tom continuing to talk bad about her is definitely the wrong move. And he needs to be very, very careful about what he says, how he says it and who he says it to. Because, you know, if one interview gets to one person, he's done. I mean, like, you know, and it, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's not. I just, it hit me when you said that. It's not just that. Like, Bethany has eyes on this too. Like, what if this triggers Bethany and Bethany's like, oh, you mother. 
Well, Bethany has eyes on this, but let's be real. There has been no updates on this reality reckoning. I have not seen it really going many places. So that's that on that. Um, But yeah, Tom, I don't know. And I feel like he kind of like word vomits, you know, like when he's in these interviews, you never know what he's going to say. So he could just say one wrong thing. He's already said a lot of wrong things. Don't get me wrong, but it could just be, you know, one word and he's done. So he really, really needs to be careful. Uh, But if he, you know, if he wants to sabotage himself, go right ahead, Tom, go right ahead. I'm not, I'm not saying that he, you know, deserves to save his image by any means. Right. No, I completely agree with that. I agree with that. All right. We're going to keep it moving because I have the next thing that I want to talk to you guys about. Make sure you hit that like button. If you're watching on YouTube, show some love. And let's talk about the Zolciak Beerman crew. Because word on the street is, based off of Croy's attorney, Kim Zolciak recently came out and said, no, me and my husband are very much so living as husband and wife. And look at my shoe closet. Doesn't this make sense? I am showing you guys. I'm recording my shoe closet. This is obviously, this means that we are husband and wife. And his attorney came out and said, that is not true. That... Croy fully intends on moving forward with the divorce and he doesn't know where Kim is getting her information. Now Kim signed on for MTV's Surreal Life and she's going to Columbia and she's obviously getting a paycheck for it. Well, Croy's attorney came out and said that he feels like pretty much that Kim is going to take the money, the proceeds that she's getting from filming MTV's Surreal Life And she's not going to put it into the debt that they owe, but instead she's probably going to open up a separate LLC so it's not marital property. It is actually a business. And they're fully prepared for this. But then this morning there was a new allegation that came out where Croy is claiming in court documents that she is abusive around the kids verbally. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, this, isn't, this doesn't sound like a reconciliation to me. I don't know about you guys, but no. I mean, is this still going on? Like whiplash. I mean, every week it is something different. Um, And I'm starting to, you know, at first I was unsure of whose side to be on. You know what I mean? Because we're just hearing it, you know, from the news, from the headlines and everything like that. But I think I'm kind of team Croy. It kind of seems like Kim is... I don't know, getting herself into trouble and just almost posting stuff just to make news at this point. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. And we know she has a gambling problem, so I wouldn't put it past her to go on this reality show and take the money and, you know, not, you know, share it with the family and him. So I don't know. I think talk about thirsty and attention seeking. I think it's Kim over Raquel at this point because. Oof, it's um it's becoming a lot to deal with, even for for us. I can't imagine what Croy and those kids, you know what I mean? Like it's like so tough to watch. 
um, seeing as they have so many kids, it's like, I think, um, one of her daughters posted that they were like helping pay the bills and stuff. And yeah, it's, just, it's getting, it's getting messy. And I think that Kim might be the one responsible for it. You know, what's crazy is from an outsider looking in, I think that Croy, especially being at home for the majority of the time, based off of what we're seeing with Kim sort of gallivanting around and doing whatever and Croy staying at home trying to figure out how to cut these bills down and spending the majority of his time with the kids. As far as a custody situation, if you put this in front of a court and a judge, I don't want to... I mean, I don't want to say that I like that Croy would obviously get custody, but it's kind of leaning in favor like Croy might be the primary parent in this custody situation based off of what we're seeing. Like Croy is not like posting on first class flights and going to Craig's in LA and doing all of the things and being like, guess what, bitch? Like here I am and I'm in my shoe closet. We're living as husband and wife. And then, oh, and who knows? Like the, the thing is, is anything just like with Erica talking on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, anything that she said on the show could be used in court, right? So if Kim goes on this MTV Surreal Life and the other cast knows that she's going through a divorce or producers like pry them to dig into her divorce and she has like a pop-off moment and she says things that can be held or used against her, this could be a big problem. Like this, it's not could be, this will be a big problem for her. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, While I think going on the surreal life is a good move, maybe financially, I'm not sure it is the best way for her to be perceived as a fit mother. I think she kind of needs to be focusing on her family right now, honestly, because I think that she is definitely in some murky waters, like you're saying. And it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because if Croy gets custody of those kids, we will never hear the end of it. This is going to be a battle. Like we think that Thomas and Catherine from Southern Charm was crazy. I think that this could be even worse. Just knowing their background and history. I mean, they want to make news. They're in the headlines. They had their own reality show. I mean, so it just, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. No, I agree. Speaking of Southern Charm, what a great segue. Did you watch last night? I did, Adam. And it was just everything and more. Did, so you enjoyed it? I loved it. I love Southern Charm. Southern Charm is up there with the Housewives for me. Like it has become one of my favorite shows on Bravo. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? First of all, I think that I've gotten so like so much more into it over the last three seasons. Um and now it's fun to go back and really watch like the first beginning seasons. Miss Patricia is s- such a potster and I love it. And I just love that she is like, it's not even like the matriarch of her family, but the matriarch of this entire group, whether she likes you or not, she is like the go-to and like kind of like a narrator in the sense. But I was so excited to see this. <gasps> So excited. He's finally making an appearance on the show. I was, you know, I I knew this was coming, but I was surprised that he came around. I know. I was surprised too. I think that, you know what? I think that based off of what we're seeing, it seems like he's a very supportive husband. And 
It's kind of like what we hear about Dan and Ariana, even though they're not husband and wife, they're a newer relationship. But I feel like for Madison and her husband, I feel like they're very... Like he knows his role of... He he has a job, he has a career, and this is her career. And, you know, for production and Bravo, they're obviously going to want to show her in this capacity of being a wife. Last season, it seemed like because she was not willing to show him, like if you remember, they took her out of the cast photo. They And she was on every single episode. It was like about... She would come on and it was like... The background music was like... Like Jaws music or something. Like every time she'd walk in and they'd be like, Madison, Madison, Madison. You know? So she was such a big prominent role last season. And this season, well, she's like, you guys wanted the husband? Here he is. And even though he's a little bit more quiet and reserved, I like that. I like the fact that she is the star in this relationship. And he's like, this is this is your thing. And I will be here to support you. What do you think? Oh, definitely. And I love how Austin's like, what does he have that I don't? Like, I don't know. A lot, Austin. A lot. I mean, do you like want a, a list? Yeah. I mean, the list could go on and on. I mean, this guy is hot. This guy is successful. This guy supports Madison 100%. Isn't going to go have threesomes. I mean, that I know of, you know, we don't know him that well, but what he's coming off as is a very supportive, responsible, um, just like all around good guy and good husband. And I love to see it with Madison. I love Madison. I love watching her and her relationship with her son and everything. So I love that we have more of that, more of her personal life that we were definitely missing last season. I know. I I think that it's true too. Like Austin coming in, like Austin has a very sad story too with his family, but with putting that aside and just basing it off of you and your character and the fact that like this guy, the first, and I know that editing plays a role into it, but like the first scene of him running around with her son Hudson and just like having a good time and her getting to be a mom and like living her best wife self. And then you see Austin and he's like just walking around and it's like just kind of like he's still in this bachelor phase of life. Like him and Shep really love being in this bachelor phase of life, whatever that means to them. And I just think that that's okay. You have Peter Pan syndrome. You will never make a good husband because you will always have eyes for the next person that walks in the room. And that's really unfortunate. You're missing out, I feel, because it's it's just going to be this constant Ferris wheel. And then eventually one day you're going to wake up and you, Craig, and Whitney are all going to be sitting next to each other. And you guys are going to be like, what the happened? What did we do? Where are we? We have a lot of money, but shit. We don't have, you know, like... A, they'll... When they'll settle down is when the show will be over. That's when they'll settle down. They will never settle down on the show. Yeah, true. Um, I like to think, okay, just hear me out, that maybe Austin still has a little bit of a chance to find somebody because, I mean, Shep and Whitney, they're approaching 50. I think Whitney is maybe 50 or, you know, they're, you know, at the age where they should have settled down already. Austin's younger. He maybe still has a little bit more time than the other guys to grow up. Um, but I don't know. It, it's um, it's tough to watch these men make mistake after mistake after mistake. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was... Um, it was crazy, but I did love as a Craig Stan. I did love seeing Craig and Paige. I mean, they seem to be 
you know, moving in the right direction, even though she doesn't want to leave New York. Um, but she's helping him renovate his house and, you know, they're splitting time. And I don't know. I, I think we're going to see a lot more of Paige this season. I am telling you. Um, okay. So Austin is 34. He's only four years older than me. And Shep was born in 1980. So, okay. So what? He's 43. That's 43. So 10 years. Yeah. So I don't think that Craig and Paige are going to last. Hey, no. I'm sorry, Kim, but this is where I'm okay to disagree with you only because I'm watching her. I know I'm watching her. This reminds me of a showman's like Big Brother, a boatman's like Below Deck. This reminds me of just two Bravo celebrities like Ashley and Luke. It looks great for optics and I'm sure they have a genuine relationship. But the fact of the matter is his whole life is in Charleston and she is such like a family girl. Like she loves her mom. She loves her family and she loves her career. And she makes a lot of money, especially with promotions and Amazon and doing all the things and all of the headquarters being in New York. That takes money out of her pocket. And then eventually, I think like anybody else knows, like Ariana, Madison, Sheena, Shep, Paige, Craig, once the show's over, a lot of these promotions and these sponsorships, they kind of go with it and it eventually fades unless you're still keeping yourself relevant. And I think Paige also understands that. And then the way that she was looking at him in this, he looks tired and exhausted Like, I'm trying to persuade you, but at what point am I like, it's like, how long do we need to be together before we figure this out? And she's kind of like, I didn't ask you. And that eventually not having like, it just does not seem like there are strong communication skills there. And that will be the demise of that relationship. I'm calling it now. And I hate to call a demise of a relationship. But when you sign a contract on reality TV, I feel like I can chime in on that. That's it. Sorry. I know. I know I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority here. Um, You know, you make a lot of sense, Adam. You do make a lot of sense. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, you know, think that, you know, Paige misses three shows on Bravo. You know, she was she's she's all over the place. I mean, now she's on she's on two shows, not three anymore. But I mean, she's definitely making her rounds. And so I see your point. I definitely see how it benefits both of them. but. I still, I loved them both separately. So when they got together, I just couldn't help but stand. So I am going to be one of the few who supports their relationship and wants to see it succeed. Um, But I see a lot of people in the comments are with you, Adam. So I respect that. Well, no, and I'm not just like calling for like, let's break them up. I don't feel like that. I'm just saying the optics and the conversation, these are big conversations. Babies, marriage where you're going to live, location, and finances. And then religion and politics, of course. But these are all big conversations that if you don't agree on certain things, it's really hard. It's, it, it's politics and religion you can put behind you and agree to disagree as a couple, I feel. But sometimes, maybe not. I don't know. But when it comes to moving and living in a certain location, that's kind of like a... I don't know, Paige. I'm saying collect your paycheck right now. Collect your paycheck. I feel like this is, this is, I hope that they last. I want to be optimistic about it. I don't foresee it, but 
I also don't want to be this glass half empty asshole who's on here like they're breaking up because that's not the case. No, so. I see. No, I definitely see your point. Um, I want to shout out. Um, yeah. Hey, it's my truth. I'm living my truth. Thank you, Vicky. Um, I also want to shout out Deborah in the comments because she says, I feel like Paige acts like that for the cameras. And that's exactly how I feel because I listen to Giggly Squad. Um, you know, I follow her, you know, on Instagram, obviously watch the stories between them two. I think it's kind of like a shtick. I, I, I really think it is. That's how I see it. So I agree with you, Deborah. But we'll see. Time will tell, you know, like time will it, tell. We'll, We'll see it play out. Um, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that explosive end scene of Southern Charm. Uh, are you Team Craig or Team Taylor? Totally Team Craig. Yeah, okay. that's not that's not his problem. That is not that is your relationship, your problem. And no offense to Taylor. One, it felt very performative. It felt like we were going there on a mission. I don't like Olivia already this season. Because I feel like Olivia is coming in with this <laughs> and like how she ended off that Christmas party with the to Madison and just like it. And also like when she was at the reunion and she's like, where did you pull that out of your fake ass? And it's just kind of starting to feel like you're filming a TV show and these aren't things that you would organically say. And I love watching Madison because she just kind of, uh-huh, I love this. And she just owns sort of being like the villain in that story, which I'm totally okay. If you own it, I don't care. Like Jax Taylor, he is the villain and he owns it. Do I, would I want to hang out with him? No, but I, I enjoy watching him on TV because it just, it's authentic to him. And he's like, this is my role. For Olivia, I find her to be putting on a character. And for Taylor, it's like, girl, we got to move on. You already ripped him apart. You said that he used you and multiple other women to use the M word too, which I don't want to say on YouTube. Like remember in the reunion, she made some huge, huge like, and he sat there and he took it. And Andy Cohn even said, I felt bad for him in that moment. Now we've moved on. He's traveled. He went down under. Then he went to South Africa. He went around. He did his thing. You've been doing your thing. I understand it hurts, but... It's like it kind of seems like at this point you're using it as a storyline to keep yourself relevant on the show. And for Craig, it's really not his problem. Craig didn't cheat on you. Craig wasn't in your relationship. Yes, Craig was friends with you, but also you're saying he needed to be a friend to both of you. Guess what? As you being the person who breaks up in a relationship, God forbid something happened to me and Jason tomorrow, I would not go to my friends, our friends, and be like, it's me or Jason. Or you know, or whatever. He was Shep's friend first. You have your own friends. You have other girlfriends that I'm sure Craig knew about. And Craig's probably not going to them and being like, or I'm sure that, you know, Shep is not going to them and being like, we were also friends. So this is duh. Like you're making a moment out of nothing. It's a mountain out of a molehill. And it, it, it seems performative. I mean, Craig's loyalty is to Shep. It, that is, there's no question. Like, it's just crazy that Taylor would come after him. And it's definitely displaced anger going after Craig and not doing this to Shep. Yes, she should be moving on. But if she should be, you know, going off on anybody, it should be Shep. She is pissed at Shep. Instead, she had a very awkward, semi-pleasant conversation with Shep. And then, like, went after Craig. Like, no, 
sweetie, mix that around. You know, you can call out Craig maybe once for not having your back. That's fine. But definitely, I definitely think that Olivia and Taylor are still, you know, they're still kind of new on the show. They're finding their footing. And she found a way to kind of make Madison's party about her. She found a way for the cameras to shift to her, make this moment about her, make this moment, you know, basically steal the spotlight from Madison. And I think Madison's fine with it because she's not involved in that drama anymore. I think she would have rather that happen than shit go down with her and Austin. Um, But I definitely think it's reaching like Taylor. If you're gonna be going off on anybody, make it seem authentic. Go after Shep, sit down with Shep, have an emotional conversation with Shep. Do not go after Craig. He did nothing wrong. Kim will come after your ass. She'll step in for Paige. See that? I will. I, it makes me wish Paige was there because Paige would have been like, girl. Have you lost your marbles? But then also real quick before we move on to the last thing, do you think Austin and Taylor hooked up or no? Yes, I definitely think they hooked up. I mean, we like to say, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's too much smoke for there to not be fire here. So I definitely think it and it tracks. I mean, of course, Austin would hook up with Taylor. Taylor wants to get back at Shep. So it's kind of like the perfect, you know, the perfect match. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. All right. Before we end up moving on, guys, because we have Kim has somewhere to be. And also, we're almost getting to our hour. I just wanted to play you another video really quick from our friends over at Face Reality 16 because everybody's wanted to know about the Mauricio and Kyle of it all. And TMZ caught up with Mauricio leaving, well, his rehearsals. Here we go. How are you doing? Are you excited for Kyle to come to the live show? Absolutely. Yeah? Wait. Well, is Morgan Wade going to be coming to the live show? So? Oh, I don't know. They're filming. They're doing all kinds of stuff. So who knows? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Are you, do you have a good relationship with her? I love her. Yeah, she's great. Oh, real? I, I love, love that. Morgan, yeah. You think you might dance to one of her songs? I don't think we're doing any country, are we? Um, I don't know yet. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out as we go. If you do, which song would you dance to? Oh, my gosh. She's got so many great songs. Yeah? yeah. What's your favorite? I don't know right now. I've got, I've got other songs in my head. Like, I, got, I got my song in my head. What song? It's good to see you. How are you doing? Are you okay. excited for Kyle to come? Um, are you just over this? You're over this whole saga of Mauricio, Kyle, and all. First of all, Mauricio is going to come out with from dad bod to like, oh shit, after Dancing with the Stars. Even though Kyle already looks amazing. That's going to, that, I feel like he's going to look like he aged backwards 20 years after this competition. But then also, how awkward? So awkward. Um, I don't think I'm over it quite yet. I think I'm over like speculating at the moment about Kyle and Morgan because they're, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to come out. You know, I heard something, they were in Paris together and they were spotted holding hands or something, you know, canoodling at, you know, dinner or whatever. I don't know what's going on with them. I think I've, I've put that to the side for a second, but I do think it's funny how they approached Mauricio about it and how he obviously knows not a single Morgan Wade song title, um, which I don't blame him. You know what I mean? I don't blame him. Um, And if he were to dance to one of her songs, do you know how, insane that would be like i i wouldn't go there mo i would not go there 
I would actually love that. I think that would be so funny. It, listen, it would be great for ratings. I wouldn't be surprised if Dancing with the Stars didn't ask them to do it. But he, I think, would get the final say on that one. But again, guys, Kim has somewhere to be. Kim is also working. So we really appreciate her time coming over here and joining us. Um, Kim, if they don't know, let's share it right here. Will you let them know where they can find you? Thanks, Adam. Yes, follow me on Instagram at Bravo Breaking News. Um, it's just so much fun over there. Um, you can also find me on YouTube. We're doing recaps. We're doing breaking headlines um, and all of the good stuff. Um, we also have an Etsy store at Bravo Breaking News. Um, so check out our merch. We have BravoCon merch if you guys are headed there, um, as well as just, you know, some cute, fun, fun things. Great gifts, too. If you have a fellow Bravo lover in your life, I just sent my friend the Vanderpump University sweatshirt, which is so cute. Um, so, yeah, just I'm everywhere, basically. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up over here. I'm trying to keep up. Oh, here, this one. Yes. Yes, I, I own it. It's just, you know. Perfect for the fall. And seeing as we are all basically Vanderpump alumni at this point, I mean, we could write a book about it. I think it's very fitting. I love that. I love that. Kim, thank you as always. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week going into the weekend. And I will be, I will have a little bit of a change of scenery next week. Um, but if you're around, we would love to have you back as always. Of course, Adam. I love it here. Love you. Love you guys. Thanks so much for chatting and giving us all your comments. We love it. Yes, definitely. All right, Kim. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. All right, guys. We'll definitely go give Kim a follow at Bravo Breaking News on Instagram, YouTube, and check out her Etsy shop because she has worked so hard on it. And it's always great to support fellow content creators and everything that they're... I mean... There is so much work that goes into all of this. And if you really enjoy someone, I think it's great to promote and also just go, go check them out. Like, follow, subscribe. It's free. That part doesn't cost you anything. Now, the Vanderpump University, you got to pay for that. And that's okay. That looks like it's worth every dollar. But the likes and the subscribes, they're free. So just go ahead and hit those. And everyone in the live chat, thank you so much. Thank you to our mods. Thank you to the super chats. And thank you to everyone who is showing support throughout the entire conversation. We will keep videos coming your way. I love you guys. Have a happy and safe Friday. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.